From Steel Valley Media, this is the Frosty Podcast. Welcome to a very special episode of the Frosty Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Frost. We are preparing to listen to the episode where Tyler Kerr takes the ACT. So it's only fitting that we listen to all of the ACT prep that our intern, Dave Peschen, has Hello, Frosty listeners. Intern Dave here. If you're in the Fortune 500 League or listen to the show, you're well aware that the loser of the toilet bowl is required to take a league-proctored ACT test. But fear not, Tyler. I'm here to help you and any high school listening seniors prepare for a semi-enjoyable ACT experience with our brand new segment, the ABCs of the ACTs. Brought to you by Hooked on Phoenix, the best tool to help young wizards and witches pronounce their favorite spells, charms, and curses. For the first edition of the ABCs of the ACTs, I wanted to cover the ACT test-taking format. During the first portion, you'll be faced with a 45-minute English section containing an overabundance of 75 questions. Immediately after, you'll be tasked with 60 math questions, which need completed in 60 minutes or less. And I'm pretty sure that's about a minute per question. At this point, you'll be graced with a quick 10-minute break to drain your snake before you're allowed 35 minutes to read The Lord of the Rings and answer 40 questions about Harry Potter. Finally, the last 40 questions from the science section need logged within 35 minutes. Helium, more like helium. This part of the podcast segment is intentionally left blank. With our final moments of this budgeted segment, I'll cover the first ACT prep question. If J divided by 24 equals K, then J divided by 6 equals what? A, 4K. B, 2K, C, K, D, K divided by 2, or E, K divided by 4. And, well, that's all the time we have. So tune in next week to hear the answer. Also, if you don't know the answer before the next podcast, then it sounds like you should sign up for our premium program, the A, B, C, D, E, F, Gs of the ACTs. I'm intern Dave, and that's been the ABCs of the ACTs brought to you by Hooked on Phoenix. You don't want to go to Hmm, okay, all right, four uh, factors into 24, six times. Uh, multiply both sides by four. Okay. Oh, 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 hey, guys. Uh, intern Dave here, a.k.a. Frosty the Showman, with another installment of the ABCs of the ACTs. Last week, I left you with a real brain buster, and I hope you're able to figure out the answer is 4K. Yes, Steve, just like TV resolution, you are very observant, and hopefully you were also observant enough to realize that question came from the math section. I only 
I only bring this up because, well, I uh, I completely overlooked the fact that the reading, English, and science sections all include some sort of uh, story or chart or passage, which really makes it extremely difficult to use those sections for an audio-friendly ACT review. But lucky for you and honestly lucky for me there are another 59 questions in this downloaded copy of an ACT practice practice exam within the math section so let's go ahead and jump into the next review question walking at a constant rate of nine kilometers per hour Juan can cross a bridge at six minutes what is the length of the bridge in meters? So let, let, let's just go ahead through this one and maybe walk through uh, step by step. First off, you might not realize it, but this is a trick question. Clearly, this is America. We don't use this terribly thought out metrics. We need to do some simple conversions. One is walking at nine clicks an hour. Quick Google search will show you that there are 0.6214 miles to a click gives us 5.6 mph go ahead and keep google open because you're going to need to use that to confirm that the average walking pace is three to four miles an hour so now we know juan is a liar go ahead and put that in the bank because that'll be important for later okay so juan says it takes him six minutes we already know that's not true but it's the equivalent of 0.1 hours go ahead times that by our made-up speed and we've got 0.55926 mile long bridge all right now let's swing back around for our possible answers real quick and uh you've you've got you've got to be quick you got to be kidding me all right so the answers in meters uh all right well tune in next week to find out the truth about juan's journey and this has been the ABCs of the ACTs brought to you by Hooked on Phoenix. I wouldn't Avada dare you to take the owls without this amazing prep tool. And last Yeah, I told you the guy's a fucking liar. No, I get it. I, I get it. It's a made up question. All right, it, it's fine. I figured it out anyways. Okay, I, I, I've got to go. Yo, Frosty listeners, intern Dave here, a.k.a. hashtag paint that shed. Believe it or not, I haven't been fired and the sponsor hasn't dropped out on me yet. Speaking of sponsors, this edition of the ABCs of the ACTs is brought to you by the very patient and passionate Hooked on Phoenix. Last week, we ran into a bit of a speed bump with our review question. But guys, this is why we practice. Rome wasn't built in a day. After the segment, I spent the next 60 to 65 minutes really breaking down the question. I used all the right units to double and triple check myself. I'm talking miles per hour, feet per second, light years even. And the answer is basically half a mile. Okay, the, the, the bridge is a half a mile long. And the beauty of last week's question is that I never read the multiple choice answers. So here you go. The answer is E, 0.5 miles. It was so simple. This week's question, also, walk in the park. So let's jump into it. In order to qualify for the year-end tennis tournament, Sam must win at least 60% of his matches. To date, Sam has won 14 of his 18 matches. Of Sam's remaining 13 matches, what is the least number 
that he must win in order to qualify for the year-end tourney. Easy. Sam played 18 matches. He's got 13 left. Don't be a broke-ass, Sam. Win all 13 games. And, and you know what kind of bothers me here? These ACT writers and their political correctness using a gender-neutral name like Sam. I mean, come on. Okay, well, it's 31 games. 60% of 31, 18.6. It's not baseball, Steve. You can't play .6 rounds of a tennis match. So Sammy Sosa better win 19 of them. 14 done, 5 to go. The answers be piece of cake. For next week's question, I'm inviting all the listeners to tweet or comment in our Discord channel. Pick a number, 1 through 60, whatever it is. I'll pick the question. I know your question you're thinking right now. Oh, what if I pick one of the ones he's already done? Too bad. I'm doing it again. And make sure you tweet at the new Frosty Twitter account. And don't forget to use that hashtag, paint that shed. This has been the ABCs of the ACTs brought to you by Hooked on Phoenix. You should be studying a lot. Oh, yeah, it's bullshit, Mom. Not a single person used the hashtag. I don't know. Probably just as much as anyone listens to any commercial. All right, I love you too. Hey, Frosty listeners. Intern Dave here, a.k.a. the undisputed number one Frosty listener. Do me a favor and don't fast forward through this ad for once because I've got an absolute banger of a practice question for you this week on the ABCs of the ACTs. This question is brought to you by Hooked on Phoenix and picked by the one and only Derek Frost. Just to give a little background, moments before the podcast was set to air, I realized no one used the uh, trending hashtag, hashtag paint that shed Steve Butois. Uh, and that's Steve with a V. It probably added a little bit to the confusion there. Well, like any good intern, I went to one of my bosses or, you know, anyone that would listen to me. And right before I was told to fuck off, Derek picked question number two. And the question reads X plus 2Y equals 5. 2X plus Y equals 16. What does X plus Y equal? Well, you know, figure it out yourself. And good luck. It's not easy. The hours and hours of work that I've put into solving these problems should tell you something. And, you know, it it, it just goes unnoticed. Even my mom didn't listen to my commercials. Well, there you have it, folks. This has been the ABCs of the ACTs brought to you by Hooked on Phoenix. And the fact. Oh, please. Please, just, just a small loan. I, I I can't stay on the show without a sponsor. I mean, you've got to have money left over from that signing bonus. But, but Melissa will never know. All right, just think about it. Hey, Frosty listeners, intern Dave here, a.k.a. Mr. Clinch to Playoff Birth. No shameless plug in today's segment for, well, certain reasons. So uh, let's jump right into our review question on the ABCs of the ACTs. Just to please my bosses, I've selected this question from the science section of the ACT. An E. coli culture in LB media growing in aerobic conditions was used to inoculate a new fast flask, should have been the English, flask 
of LB Media, which was then allowed to grow in anaerobic conditions. Given that in E. coli, different metabolic pathways are used for growth in anaerobic anaerobic conditions, which of the following could be a growth curve for the culture grown in anaerobic conditions? Whew. Okay, so here I'm going to describe the, uh, the the curves that are shown in this question. A, uh, we've got a, a curve here that starts off at the origin and kind of curves forward a bit and then uh, has a bit of a constant slope for what appears to be eight hours. B, this one shows a pretty sharp increase out of the gate. And then around uh, two hours or so, she peters off a bit and, and stays constant for like 1.2 of something. I'm assuming the unit here is population. Who knows? I didn't read the passage. Okay, here we go. C. All right. This is the party curve. Starts off kind of like curve A and then peters off. Boot. Rally. Party time. Nine hours in time for a nap. Okay. Nice. I like I like C. D. You, you know. I don't know what the fuck this curve's doing. Basically, it's the E or of curves. And I'm not even going to describe it any more than that. Uh, there's no way that's possibly the answer. Well, you know, I don't know about you guys. My bet is on the party curve. C. So let's go ahead and uh, scroll down to the answer key. Oh, wait, hold on. Wait, uh, which question was this? Can we go back up? Uh, okay, question 40 of the science section. Scroll back down. I'll be honest. I don't really know what the answer key is. I haven't checked it out yet. Uh, hopefully, I haven't gotten any wrong. Uh, here we go. Okay. Answer is C, the party curve. Hell yeah. That's what I'm talking about. All right. Nice. All right. So tune in next week where we might as well go over the writing question for the ACT. Uh, this has been the ABCs of the ACT brought to you by a married guy who has exchanged sponsorship for shed painting. Now back to the show. I know. He, he's such a sucker. He, he gave me half a signing bonus. He doesn't even realize that yeah, all these sponsors are fake. Hey, Frosty listeners, intern Dave here, a.k.a. Mr. Why put any effort into test prep when you're in the playoffs? Here with another amazing edition of the ABCs of the ACTs. This installment is brought to you by me and my newfound abundance of cash. What's my slogan? Oh, how about uh, win during the regular season and learn how to fast forward through this ad? Uh, so we've got a great question for all the listeners. And while uh, there's some extra emphasis on four of the listeners, and, and just so I put in a little bit of extra effort on my part, let me quickly explain how the English section works. You get five passages to read that include underlined and numbered portions throughout the passage. The questions that follow request the reader to either make a grammatical adjustment to the portion or to select no change as an answer. So here we go. Question number three. A. No change. B. Robust. C. Enduring or D, vigorous? And the answer is C, enduring. Wow, that was easy. Easy for me, at least, because I don't have to take the ACT. All right, there you have it, folks. I hope you enjoyed the ABCs of the ACTs. Can't wait until the last installment of next week. Uh, there's no way it helps you more than this week's question. All right, on with the show. Hey, Frosty listeners. 
No woody intros today. It's a somber atmosphere here at the Frosty Podcast Center. No, not because the fantasy is coming to an end, but because this is the last segment of the ABCs of the ACTs. It's it's very sad, I know. And I realize how important this segment was for for most of you, or you know, at least two of you. And we just can't undervalue the the impact that the ABCs of the ACTs has brought to so many listeners. You know, rumors, statistics show that uh, those that use our program actually increase their ACT score on average by a whole half point. You know, it's just... It, it just makes it all worth it, you know? Okay, alright. Pull yourself together, intern Dave, aka Never Buy Appliances from Best Buy. We've got a math problem to do. This week's question. A group of employees and their spouses are dining at a fancy restaurant. When the bill for the meal comes, they initially decide to split it up equally among the eight employees of the same company. Then a spouse insists on paying a share. So they split the bill equally among nine people. This reduces the per person share by $5. What was the total price of the bill? So, you know, let's let's just stop for a minute. I think we need a little commentary here. And, you know, I I just can't help myself. The story didn't make any sense to me. It's almost as bad as Juan sprinting for 10 hours to get across that bridge. It's just, it's just weird. But then I thought about it. The spouse was a man. He thought, hey, look, if I'm going to be miserable all night with my lady and her work friends, I might as well try to get some brownie points. Maybe get a beige later. Who knows? I mean, I hope he got lucky. All right. Getting back to the question. Let's go ahead and work this one out. So we know there's one constant within this made-up story, and that is the total price of the bill. So we're going to go ahead and give that a variable name, T, capital T. I got a big T written on this piece of paper here that I worked it out on. All right, T divided by 8. That's going to be the initial share everybody had to pay. And we'll have to give that X as a variable. But then, you know, Mr. Uh, Save the Day decides, all right, I'm going to go in. So you got to take T, again, it's a constant, divide that by 9. You get a new equation there because that's going to equal x the previous per person amount minus five because again it reduced the share by five dollars so we've got two equations now use those and a system of equations we've got you know multiply both sides by eight here we've got eight x equals t and then the other equation nine x minus 45 equals t go ahead and just pick one of them and set it equal to the other pretty much and eventually you'll figure out that x equals 45 that's the price per person before the uh the knight in shining armor came in to reduce the price by five dollars okay so 45 you multiply that sucker by eight use a calculator i had to you get 360 dollars thankfully that was an option within all the letters there and their amounts. 360. Answer is C. I'm not even going to check this one. That's how confident I am 
that I probably got it right because I've been using the ABCs of the ACTs. I really hope you guys enjoyed this ridiculous segment that I've put together throughout the fantasy season. And thanks for listening. Now let's get back to the main show. Thank you, Dave, for all of those fantastic ACT prep questions and some advice for Tyler, who will be taking the ACT on our next episode. Be sure to tune in for that. We'll catch you then.